Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks, to the Soul Talk podcast. Today's episode is how to end suffering. I'm going to share the five keys that cause suffering and how to stop. Welcome back. Folks, you know, suffering is caused by the story that you make up in your mind about an experience that you're having. In life, pain is inevitable. We will all experience pain as we are human beings. Someone dies, it can be painful. Heartbreak, it can be painful. Loss, it can be painful. Break your leg, it is inevitably painful. I think even if the Dalai Lama fell and hit, hit, hit his leg, went on, he would feel some pain. But suffering is a different story. Suffering is an optional experience. Suffering arises based on the stories that we make up about an experience that we're having. See, in any given moment, there is experience. There's an experience that you're having and then there's the story that you're making up about the experience that if it's negative, if it's, if it's a negative story, it only leads to suffering. So suffering is caused by the story you make up about your experience, the story you make up about your reality. So my question as we begin this short podcast episode, folks, is what are the stories that you're making up about yourself, about your life, and about those around you? What impact are the stories that you're making up, having in your life. You see, it's not what happens to you, but it's how you are interpreting what those things mean. Things happen. We make up an interpretation. We bring a level of meaning to an experience in our life to try and have that experience make sense, to manage our experience. And then typically what we do is we make up a meaning about an experience, then we hold on to that meaning, it becomes a story. The challenge is we then end up living inside of that story as a way to uh, navigate life. But many times that story that we make up is either incorrect is incorrect or limited based on our past conditioning and programming from our childhood. So many of the stories that we're making up about events and experiences that occurred aren't actually based in reality. They're based on our conditioning and our conditioning from our past pain, trauma, hurt, et cetera, et cetera, is determining the, the stories that we're making up about our experiences and that interpretation is creating our reality. Essentially, we're often creating realities that aren't real, that aren't fact, and that aren't necessarily empowering. Stories like, oh, I'm not enough. Stories like, you know, they don't love me. Stories like, 
I'm not okay as I am. Stories like, you know, I'm not important to them. So realize, folks, suffering is not a requirement. You choose. Challenges, I think sometimes we actually get addicted to suffering. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe you've had that moment, right? Maybe you've had that sensation or that feeling. Sometimes we get addicted to suffering as a way of feeling alive. And I think sometimes struggle can become an addiction for us. A drug of choice that we use to feel some kind of high. We, we unconsciously sometimes create struggle and drama to feel alive, to feel important, to feel like, yes, I'm suffering, I'm struggling, it's hard, it's difficult, it's challenging, I'm a hero, look at me, I'm doing it. And it kind of gives us a sense, even though it's obviously not a pleasant experience, for our ego, right? That ego being the sense, sense of self that we create, Within ourselves, for the ego, the ego loves to, loves to struggle and loves to suffer because it, it reinforces our own identity, our own sense of I exist-ness. From a very young age, we are conditioned. I think as a result of being conditioned, we end up being disconnected from our true selves, our feelings, our own innate aliveness. And many times what I see is as a way for us to feel, to feel, because we've become disconnected, we unconsciously create this sense of suffering and struggle in an attempt, a false attempt, to get some pseudo-aliveness. Just check your life. And so there's five simple, basic ways that I think I have seen people suffer. We suffer firstly because the simple sort of spiritual foundation is we suffer because we forget who we really are. Ultimately, you are whole, perfect, and complete. You are a magnificent expression of the universe, of God, a child of God, a a child of the infinite. You are an expression of the divine or whatever label you have, whatever you believe, you fill in the blank. The challenge is we're born these free, amazing expressions, these free, incredible beings. You know, as children, we're born alive in touch with this aliveness, in touch with, with, with consciousness. As children, we'll jump on the table and dance and sing and fully express. Then we're born into the world and we meet our parents and our parents are conditioned and they're doing the best that we can do. And perhaps we're born as children into an environment of pain, divorce, hurt, trauma, etc., etc. And two things happen that start disconnecting us from this natural innate flow of essence, of effervescence, of vitality, of aliveness. We're born into this environment, pain, drama, divorce, hurt, emotional abandonment, whatever it is that you went through as a child, we all have experiences high or low. And two things happen. The first thing is we slowly start learning a way of a survival mechanism, a way to 
to, to, to shut down parts of ourselves, erect walls in our hearts in order to not feel the pain of our environment, the pain of our parents, the pain of, you know, maybe our dad was an alcoholic or our parents weren't around. So we start learning all sorts of ways to disconnect and not feel. Boom. That's when we start developing walls and layers upon layers upon layers throughout the years. We start shutting down parts of ourselves and we start to disconnect and cover up and lose touch with our true divine essential nature. Then we also go into the world and perhaps we start learning all sorts of ways to to, to We start learning a sense of who do I need to be in order to be loved. And we start cultivating a mask, a persona, a role in the world. You know, maybe if I'm loud and I'm funny, then dad screams at me. So we learn, oh, in order to be loved, in order to be accepted, in order to be validated, I need to be quiet. So we start contorting ourselves into a certain shape, a certain form, a certain way of being in order to get love, validation, and approval. And we become the, the nice boy, the good Girl, the perfect one, the overachiever, the the funny one, the over-responsible one, the caretaker. We start developing all these roles and personas that we identify with and we hold on to. What roles and personas did you develop as a way of getting love, validation, and approval? So we avoid pain. We start developing these roles to get love, validation, and approval. We then hold tightly onto these ways of being as a identity. It becomes who we think we are. It's not who we really are. It just becomes who we think we are. We become identified with that way of being. Then it gets reinforced by the world. And this way, this is a survival mechanism that worked for us when we were five, and 10 and 15, the challenges are it often disconnects us from our divine essence, our true nature, our magnificent flow. We contract in this way of being and so much of our light can't flow. Our aliveness is trapped inside of the contortion of, of, of our conditioning. To the degree that you're conditioned is the degree that you're not free to truly choose and be who you are. And so I ask people the question, is who you are who you really are, or is it simply who you've been conditioned to be? Consider this, you are not your conditioning. And so the degree to which you are identified with your conditioned patterns, with your personas, which we become so identified with, the strong one, the independent one, the powerful one, the good boy, the good girl, the shy one, you fill in the blank, folks, right? You, you get what I'm saying? I talk a bit about this in my book, You Are The One. If you haven't checked out my book, please check out You Are The One. I go way into depth in You Are The One about this stuff. The degree to which you are identified with your condition identity, your roles, masks, and personas is the degree to which you will suffer because that is the degree to which you have collapsed down the totality of your infinite nature into a small point called you. So what if you weren't who you thought you were? This identified mind-body physical form what if you were so much more so suffering the first level of such suffering that really all spiritual awareness programs religions mystics mystics gurus teachers enlightened masters talk about is the first foundation of suffering is that we forget who we truly are we forget our true infinite nature 
that you are not just this mind, you are not just this body, you are not just this form, you are not just your color, your ego, your identity, your achievements, all the stuff on the surface. You are infinite beingness. When we forget this, then we seek, the seeking begins. We go out into the world to try and get love validation. We go out into the world from this place of being disconnected from the love that we are, the freedom that we are to try and get love out there from someone else. Then we also go out into the world to try and get to a sense of freedom. If I can achieve this thing and make all this money and do X, Y, Z, then I can finally be free. When the fact is you are, you inherently are, my friends, love and freedom. It's what you are. But we forget. And so much of society and media has an investment in you forgetting. Just switch on the television. We're constantly being bombarded by commercials and advertising. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. But hey, if you just wear this underwear, drink this beer, drive this car, eat this beef burger, and wear these shoes, then you're going to finally be enough. And it's going to cost you $600, right? And so uh, I think so much of media and society uh, retailing has an investment in you not knowing who you are so that you can be sold a bunch of crap that you, that you don't really need that is not going to solve the deeper impulse for what you're seeking. So suffering key number one. Number two, I'm going to keep this brief. But one of the keys to suffering is all the ways we resist reality. Fighting reality in an attempt to maintain control. Control is the master addiction. Trying to control life, trying to control people around you. Much of what, which is actually, look, look folks, look at your reality, right? Much of it is actually not in your control. When you focus on the things that you can't control, much of which isn't in your control, it only leads to suffering. And so... Before you can change your reality, you have to accept your reality in order to then get into relationship with reality so that you can then choose how you're, what actions you're going to take so that you can create a different reality. But when you fight reality, you will lose. So one of the ways that we create suffering is we're constantly banging our head against what is. No, it shouldn't be. Here's a recipe for suffering. Here, folks, here is the ultimate formula for a moment of suffering. If you're in any moment of suffering, on the traffic, in a relationship, in a freeway, check, check your, just, let's make a bet. Check your thought in any moment. It's going to sound something like this. The experience that I'm having is not the experience I should be having. I should be having a different kind of experience that I should be having right now. I shouldn't be in traffic. I should be somewhere else. This person shouldn't be this way. They should be somewhere else. I shouldn't be this way. I should be something else. Always, that is the formula for suffering. That is the re the, the, one of the recipes for suffering. So look at the ways you are resisting reality. You're resisting what is and ask yourself, what am I resisting in my life? How do I resist in my life? And how is that creating suffering for me? Make sense, folks? Number three, we're going to roll through these pretty fast. When you are focusing on the past, create suffering. You're in the moment, but you're busy focusing on the past, the things you should have done, shouldn't have done, could have done, wish you, you, wish you didn't do. The past is the past. The past is gone. You know, focusing on the past is kind of like, going to the toilet, taking a poop, 
sticking your head in the toilet, examining the poop, instead of just flashing, flushing the damn toilet. No matter what you do, folks, when you focus and fixate on the past, who you were, what could have been, what should have been, etc., etc., it will create suffering. So if you're suffering, check yourself. Am I stuck in the past about, again, something that you can't control? You can't control what's back there. You can only control what's in this moment right now, right here today. What? So ask yourself, Where? here's a key question. Where is my attention right now? Check yourself in any moment of suffering, folks. If you're like, how do you know you're suffering? Because you're going to feel contracted. How do you know you're suffering? You're not going to feel free, happy, vibrant, alive. How do you know you're suffering? Because you're going to feel depressed. Somewhere in yourself, your energy won't be flowing vital and blissful. That's how you know. So check yourself. Here's a key question in a moment. Where is my attention right now? Where is my attention right now? That is an awareness question that will bring you back into the moment. And you will likely see, wow, my attention is hijacked by five years ago. Bring your attention. It's like a meditation. Bring your attention back right now. What can I do right now? Maybe you can write a letter right now. Maybe you can write an email right now. Maybe you need to just cry right now. Maybe you need to, right, fill in the blank. Suffering key number four, focusing and fixating on the future where you're not in the past, but you're not in the present, but you've gone into the future and you've created a some fantasy about the future, about all sorts of things that haven't yet happened yet, and you're kind of either freaking yourself out about all the things in the future that need to happen, that could happen, that might happen, that possibly may not happen, and you're disempowering yourself in the moment. You're not in the now. And so many times we go into the future, we create a negative future fantasy about all the things that have not happened yet, and we... We, we kill ourselves in the moment. So many of my friends and clients say, well, Coot, I, I could lose everything. I could be homeless. And I ask him, are you homeless right now? Well, no, but I could be. I might get sick. And, are you sick right now? Do you have a disease right now? Do you, are you living on the couch right now? No. And so observe your mind. The mind will have a tendency to go into the future, create a negative future fantasy about the future, worrying about the things that aren't even in existence yet, things that haven't even happened. Folks, if you went to a hospital and you told the doctor, uh, look, I'm really, uh, 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 I'm freaked out about all the things that you know, haven't happened yet, they might call you a little crazy. Like you're in relationship with illusion. Again, observe, where is my attention? Bring your attention back to the present moment now. And many times you will find that in the moment, right now, there's no problem. You're here. You're alive. You're okay. You have food. But Coop, what if? What if? What? If? You know, that's, that's where the mind goes. Observe when your mind goes into, what if it doesn't work out? And what if I end up losing everything? And what if, I ask the question, what if it, flip it upside down, okay? What if it turns out amazing? What if you meet your soulmate? What if you freaking win the lottery? What if, what, what if amazing things happen? If you're going to play that game. So observe your mind and you must learn to manage your awareness and attention and not just let your mind wander. Key number five, folks. This one's going to be short. One of the keys as to why I see people sometimes suffer as well 
is uh, is we're constantly fixated and focused on ourselves. Yeah, it's that simple. <laughs> you know, we're constantly thinking about me and my and my life and my things and my possessions and my health and me my and we so contract in on ourselves. We become so self-centered, self-contracted, self-focused, selfish that I think it creates a level of suffering. It's so important that you observe that your attention is so fixated on yourself. And when your attention is so fixated on yourself to breathe and expand your attention and start being of service. I believe that those that are of service, because when you're of service, your attention is expansive. Your attention is going outwards. You are being a contribution. You are making a difference. Your heart is open versus focus on me and my and my little life. I see that those that are truly being of service tend to be the happiest people because they're not just focused on their own little needs all the time. They're not just focused on their own emotions, feelings, sadness, stuff all the time. They're living something bigger. So just take a look. Am I just focused on myself? Am I just focused on my emotions? Am I just focused on just my little happiness? Or can I expand the bandwidth of my attention to include the whole? Folks, those are five simple keys and reasons why we suffer that I would like you to start becoming aware of and pay attention to. Realize that you do not need to suffer and struggle. Suffering is not a reflection of how spiritual you are. I used to have this thing, oh, the more I suffer, the more I struggle, the more spiritual I am. No, you don't have to suffer and struggle to be spiritual. Life loves you exactly as you are, unconditionally. You don't, you don't need to earn God's love and prove your worthiness by suffering for God or the universe, the fact that you're born, the fact that you're alive, the fact that you're here is proof of the universe's love for you. You are enough exactly as you are. So surrender to give up resistance, give up struggling, celebrate. You're here. You have this, we have this amazing thing called life. Let us celebrate this beautiful existence. And I think one of the keys is to surrender. When you're able to just surrender to what is and surrender to what isn't and accept all that is and accept all that isn't, then there's a profound freedom that opens up. Then you actually become open to life, open to the universe, open to the divine, open to the the unfolding of life. Then you start living life, not closed, but curious. Huh, let's see. Let's see what happens here. And so you might be in situations rather than fighting it or resisting it, you become curious. Let's see why this is happening. There must be a reason that this is happening. Maybe what's happening is not what you wanted to happen or what you thought you wanted to happen. But get curious. There must be a reason this is happening. And I think one of the fundamental uh, foundational principles that I'll leave you with is a recognition, the understanding that life is always working on your behalf. We live in a universe that is beautiful, magnificent. It's been around billions of years. And I think when we realize that this intelligence that is functioning life has been around for billions of years, then perhaps we can also trust more than ourselves and our minds and realize life is always working on your behalf. Life 
is always working on your behalf. In my belief, is that something good is always happening even if I can't see it right now. I just have to remain open to the possibility and open to finding out. Life is always delivering you gifts. Sometimes those gifts comes wrapped, comes wrapped in situations and challenges and you, you just have to unwrap the situation and challenge so you can get to the gift inside of a situation. Folks, here are some thoughts on suffering and struggle. There's more I'll say probably in another episode, but I'll leave it there for now. Please write to me, Coop Blackson at coopblackson.com. Let me know your thoughts. Definitely send me an email. And please do share this episode with everyone you know. Subscribe, download, share it on social media. I can't wait for the next episode. I have something very special in store for you. Big hugs, everyone. Much love. Love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.